0: Good morning fellow sovereigners Today's little chat is going to be more than two minutes because the explanation is quite simple but I'd like to give context around it and the context itself could take a little longer I'd like to use two practical examples just to embed what I'm saying Uh, the two practical examples that came from yesterday So it's about our decision making and before we make a decision we have to make another decision. It's about which of our two decision making facilities we use. We've got two of them and most of the time we use ego and ego has this amazing memory. It never forgets a thing. And so, for example, if I'm a woman and I've gone out with a man who wears Birkenstocks and he does me wrong, <laughs> he breaks my heart, he does something bad, I might make the decision that I'm never going out with a man who wears Birkenstocks. Or if I, I might go out with a woman who wears Chanel Number no. 5. And so every time after that I smell Chanel Number no. 5, I go, Ah, ah, away you go. Um, and so, this man with Birkenstocks or this woman, new woman with Chanel number five, might be the soulmate, might be the perfect person. But because the ego remembers the last one, and it might be 40 years ago, the ego has no time scale, and so we decide against things in our best in our that are, that could be in our best interests because the ego remembers something from way back and for example we might have learnt so the ego is great it has a great um, purpose let's not deny that it helps us remember stuff we learn to tie our shoelaces the ego helps us remember so we don't have to get taught every day every day excuse me I'm sitting on the gravel and the stones are moving <laughs> whoops And We learn how to use a knife and fork or chopsticks or whatever. We don't have to be taught every day how to do them and thank you to the ego for that. We learn how to ride a bike. We don't have to be taught every day how to ride a bike. Thankfully the ego helps us do that. And so sometimes the ego gets a little overprotective. And there might have been a moment when we tried to learn how to ride a bicycle. It might have been a bad day or a bad someone who wasn't very really good at teaching us. But we couldn't get it. We didn't, didn't, couldn't figure out how to ride a bicycle. And all of our friends are hopping on them and off they go. And so in a moment, in a one little moment, we decide I can't ride bikes. And the ego remembers the decision. And that decision becomes our truth. And so for the rest of our lives, I can't ride bikes, and so I don't try, and so on. And so the ego holds the memory, and it holds us in captivity to decisions we've made a long time ago, and whether that's about food choices or whatever, all sorts of things. And so the memory, the ego is helpful. Because we don't have to keep relearning really basic stuff. How to drive a car and all that sort of thing. We just get in a car and go without thinking. That is, it's a brilliant capacity, facility. However, the ego does not know our future. What does know our future is what the Course of Miracles would call the voice for God. But VFG is not a word, is it? The v- Anyway, so I call it the voice of God, which means VOG, which can say is VOG, or you can use any other word: intuition, gut feeling, spirit, whatever. God, um, whatever it is that's bigger than us that does know our future, and we all know that that's there, but most of the time we don't click into it. We don't. We choose not to choose it. So before each decision, we have to decide: are we using Ego or vogue, ego or intuition, ego or gut feeling. And so just to give an example, well, (laughs) um, Narelle, if you're listening to this, you will well remember that me, my last probably three years, I've been out of my power. I've been trying to work out where do I go, what do I do with my life. And the reason I was out of my power is I was trying to work it out logically. And logic doesn't mean... Logic simply means that it worked last time. And logic is simply the ego's way of saying this fitted last time so it will fit next time. So I was using my ego to work out should I live in New Zealand? Should I live in Australia? Should I... What do I do? Um, And so (laughs) Narelle and I had lots of conversations and I just got myself stuck in ego. Trying to work it out logically rather than using intuition and I don't know but it's always possible that I would have ended up doing exactly the same thing as I've done either using a lot ego or intuition but if that's the case then I would have done it more less stressfully (laughs) if I'd used intuition so I'd used a lot more unnecessary stress and I might have made different decisions so anyway Yesterday, I went to the dentist and I thought I was going to get a tooth out because it was incredibly painful. And I found myself having to make two decisions. And they ended up being far-reaching decisions. They started with a tooth. So the first decision was, I thought, just get this thing out. Anyway, she was very... Balance. she wasn't pushing the dentist wasn't pushing this or that but she was explaining there's two alternatives there's extraction which is cheaper done over with or there's root canal now I have heard so many negative stories about root canals and everyone who's experienced them has said never have it done and it's just problems go on and on and I've heard apparently root canal is the worst thing one can do in one's life I don't know i've never had one but all i've heard is bad stories so what does ego do with that it does root canal equals bad don't do it so that's how what i had in my mind and as soon as she mentioned root canal i went "Uh, no 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 just get this thing out and i thought no no stop this philip stop this ego stuff that's other people's experience their root canals their dentist their particular state of mind, their particular teeth and mouth and health and everything else. This is unique to me. And I need to make a decision, a balanced decision from VOG, my voice of God, let's say. And I weighed the two up and I held root canal and I held extraction. And somehow root canal was lighter. It just felt peaceful. And so I decided to get a root canal against all my um, best advice from ego. No, 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 no. And it'll cause all sorts of problems. <laughs> Your mouth will fall out. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so that was one decision. The next decision I found that I had to make was that if I got... So what they do with the root canal, they the the nerves—it's a bottom tooth—and the nerves basically have a top, and there's, they go down. And so, what they do is they—they they drill down to the top of the, the root of the nerves, and then for each nerve, they have this tiny, thin file that they just file down, 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 down on the hole, <clears throat> and then and then they fill that up with something, just to keep it—I don't know. And then in three weeks' time, I've got to go back and have that whatever it is in those holes taken out and solid stuff put in there. Um, Whatever you call it. I don't care. (laughs) I'm not a dentist. Ah, I thought three weeks. So, where I'm at now is that in one week's time, I was going to start a house sit up in Tauranga. So, from A week's time I have got solid house sits booked through to the 27th of September. So suddenly I have to decide do I get a root canal or do I do those house sits in Tauranga or the Tauranga area up till September. (coughs) And that's a huge decision actually. Because when I first came, when I came back from Australia to New Zealand, I had decided I was going to go back to the Bay of Plenty. Why? Well, because my ego decided. see I was in the Bay of Plenty for 20 years. And okay, I had two divorces, but I also had two marriages. So I guess that balances the scales. but in as well as that, I well I had a yacht and a windsurfer and I spent a lot of time on the water sailing and I used to do the Wednesday races with um with my mate in his uh 40 brilliant, really beautiful yacht so I used to a lot of yachting and water stuff i was in the yoga club uh i was actually in the committee of the yoga club for a long time did a lot of yoga um i was i played at that there's two country music clubs and i used to play at both of those and sing da nah, da nah, nah. Um, I was in a um, barbershop chorus and Simon will remember that he was in it too and uh, he was a tenor and so and there was an amazing spiritual um, community and activities it was just... So there was a whole lot of things I was involved in. And a lot of cycling and, and a whole lot of other things that I was involved in and they were nourishing. And I loved it. And so my ego. It remembered all that wonderful stuff. And it also remembered the Wairapa, which is where I was born. And when I was a child, I couldn't wait to get out of it. Because I didn't like the way my parents treated me. So... I left home at 11, went to boarding school, and I loved it because it wasn't here. It was away from home and the unpleasantness there. And then as soon as I left, finished that. at... Oh, I must stop this. Stones moving. Sorry. As soon as I left, uh, finished school, boarding, I went somewhere else. I never came back. And so I have negative memories of the Waiarapa. And the ego remembers it. So what does it do? It does this balancing thing. of Plenty or well, Tauranga versus Waiarapa. Of course. I'm, so the ego wants to take me back to a past. It wants to, it wants to protect me from a past in the Waiarapa. And so it says, no, don't go there. So the ego wants to protect me from something that happened a long time ago. And that's the point. It happened a long time ago. It's not now. <laughs> I'm not a child anymore. Though some might disagree. So I had to stop that rattle, rattle, rattle. You know, Tarong is great, Wire Up is bad. Tarong is. da 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 da. da. And it meant I'm probably going to have to cancel all of these. Well, at least the first few anyway. And probably all of them. The house that's going all the way through to September, I don't know how many there are. Six or seven, I suppose, all perfectly tailing in one after the other, and it seems like oh, it's meant to be. So I'm trying to work the light. I had to make a decision, and so I just waited up. Wire wrapper they are plenty. Taronga. In that moment, wire wrapper felt lighter. And the Bay of Plenty didn't feel bad. It just felt it wasn't peaceful. Waipa felt peaceful. Um, and so the Waipa is basic. Well, the South Waipa where I am is basically five very like five small towns. And so whatever facilities there are, they're just not as obvious as they are in the huge town of Tauranga. Tauranga is a city and so again you know the benefits ego wise logic wise appear to fit on the Tauranga side but somehow I just felt light about the Wairapa and so I decided yes I was going to have the root canal and then I'll have to go back in three weeks time which means I have to cancel uh, some of the house sits. So my whole plan from, I don't know, probably a year ago when I was going to come from Australia to the Bay of Plenty to Tauranga it's out the window. I've come from Australia to the Wairapa, back to the the Wairarapa that I hated from my childhood. But the world's different anyway. And so it's important to know that when we are making a decision from the ego, it's only ever from the past. It drags the past forward. And more importantly than the events of the past, it drags the decisions we make from the past. So if I've had, I don't know, I, I was brought up with lots of horses. i bought brought up on a, a, a 22,000 acre farm. with. We had about 40 horses. Seventy dogs, so on, and so I probably learnt to ride a horse before I learnt to walk, and the basic thing was you weren't al- I, As kids, we weren't allowed to use a saddle until, um, how was it? Until we'd fallen off at least seven times, I think that was the rule, something like that. And so I've fallen off horses many times, even after I got my first saddle, which is a real buzz, so exciting. But anyway, for the first probably... Until I was about 10, so from about 4 years old to about 10 years old, I was riding bareback. And I'd be all day on a horse out there mustering and doing all sorts of things, whether it's cattle or sheep. And um, it's not that comfortable, but you get used to it. And it was such a thrill to get a saddle. But, so there was always the reward. So when I fell off a horse, I could have gone, oh, it hurts, I hate horses. But somehow, (laughs) I, I think, I'm just thinking about it now. What happened was, whenever I fell off a horse, I was one step closer to getting a saddle. And I remember I got a saddle for my 12th birthday. Ah, it was just the best gift out. For all sorts of reasons. I mean, I loved horses. Um, but it was kind of a, how do you say, becoming a man. Not, not that, you know, that kind of thing. It was another graduation. I'd, I'd done the, I mean, I'd fallen off way more than seven times by then in ten years, gosh, uh, eight years. Anyway, but, so other people will fall off a horse and go, ah, that hurts, and they never go ha- near horses again. Because the ego remembers, it hurt, I'm not going near horses. And so we always do that, and with our food choices, our mothers cooked something and we didn't like it, somebody else cooks it nowadays, and we'll still say, no, we don't. I don't eat X, Y, Z, whatever it is, <laughs> cabbage, broccoli, whatever. And because the ego remembers the decisions we make, I hate broccoli. It's not you hate broccoli. It's you hated broccoli in that moment, the way your mother cooked it, in the way that you were feeling in that moment. Now you're feeling different. Now you have different taste buds. Now you have a different cook, and it might be you. And we do cooking differently. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. (coughs) Um, I should turn this around, because you've seen enough of me anyway. Here's this... Quite a nice scene out here by the river. So I don't know why I, I struggled, I forgot, and I sat in my ego for the last three years, out of my power, in indecision, waiting for clarity. And clarity never happened because clarity doesn't come with ego. And in fact clarity doesn't come with with vogue, with intuition all that comes i'm just giving you a wider view Is this clever or not uh, don't do this i don't know if that clicked off the phone was doing something tricky so just think about this you're going to a cafe you don't know what can happen once you get there Every little decision we make and we might choose this cafe or that one or that one and we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what could happen if we just said hello to someone. We don't know what could happen if we chose this cafe. We don't know what would happen. From one thing to another and what can come from that and if we go for a walk and and say hello to someone on the way and we might end up in conversation and they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and, and the next thing we're doing meeting whatever a whole lot of things can happen that we have no conception of in this moment however the intuition knows that the intuition knows that if we do this thing now Then this and this and this will happen after that. Our ego does not know that. Our ego stops in this moment. Whereas our intuition starts in this moment. And I've gone on way long enough. So, I just have to remind myself before I make a decision, I have to decide what decision making I'm going to use. Is it ego? Or is it Vogue? It's my my word for today, Vogue, which is simply God, intuition, gut feeling, spirit, whatever we want to call it. So thank you for listening and I wish I just feel so peaceful here. I could sit here all day. And so I wish you peace all day.